Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Vampire the Masquerade, Twin Cities by Night. Homecoming is our second story arc that takes place in the spring of 2010 and then Twin Cities in Minnesota. Follow the story of Ophelia, a Toreador played by Alex, Jonathan, a Venture played by David, Katow, a Gangrel played by Joaquin, and William, a Venture played by Slavic, as they once again find themselves working together to find out who, or what, is targeting them and those close to them. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach out to us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. All right, cut to Katow. So, yeah, I guess I'm finally going to be doing what a uh, Chase. So you're going to drop off the package? What's in that package, by the way, Chase, so I can know? It, it's a picture of uh, Ramona Ortiz's corpse All right. from the morgue, uh-huh. as well as a number for a burner phone that I have. All right. So you're driving to kind of a suburb in, in southern Minneapolis. You know, these are like, you know, middle class homes. You come up to the home of the address. You, you see a guy who's sitting on the porch. He's, you know, having a, looks like he might be having a whiskey on some rocks. He's just rocking in his chair. American flag, you know what I mean, is on the front of the home, you know. He's just sit, sitting there smoking a cigar. And you pull up in your hoopty Corolla. <sighs> okay, so I'll probably just uh, uh, get out and just quickly, like, just walk up to him, like, the package and just leave. You just toss it up there? He's like, wait, what's this shit? <laughs> the czar. The fucking czar? Just, like, just leave, just leave. Alright, you get in the car and drive off. Okay, cool. We will cut to the other scene. How are you going to try to find information on this female that he gave you the name of? I was thinking, I was going to, to find this uh, lady uh, Chase found out. I think I'm going like, to take the streets and see, like, say like she owes me money. Okay, yeah, we could do that. Let's do perception, streetwise, difficulty 8, since it's, I mean, you know, trying to find the legit person that way, but you can try. I spend the willpower too. So two successes. You spend like a couple hours, you know, talking to people. Like, man, this chick really owes me money. And blah 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 blah. Oh, I happen to know someone. Blah 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 blah. blah. And you end up getting an address for this chick. So yeah. So what time? By what time would you say it is that I finally get the address? I'd say about midnight, one o'clock. William and Jonathan, you guys are, I take it, are leaving the underground. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what? Uh, what? Uh, what's your guys' plans for? Do you want to go to the Silver Dollar? Or we. I mean, we might as well. What if we tell the sheriff and his posse of peeps uh, about the caitiff, and then if they catch the caitiff, they'll, you know, they might. Uh, they are not particularly. Ha- or they weren't particularly happy about the scourge and all this shit. So if they look good in the eyes of the prince, they might think they owe us. If we, you know. Yeah, let's go to the silver dollar. Worst case scenario, we get into a bar fight. All right, so you guys are rolling up to the silver dollar. It's like in uh, northeastern St. Paul. And uh, as you guys are rolling up there, you see uh, there's like about 13, 14 bikes, different variations of Harleys. You see uh, the front. It looks like uh, you guys have seen the Paps Blue Ribbon logo. It looks like a Paps Blue Ribbon logo, but it says silver dollar instead of Paps Blue Ribbon, you know. 
and it, and it kind of has like a silver dollar that hangs underneath there. And then you see on the bottom, it says home of the hammerhead MC. You hear like music coming from there. It's currently the Rolling Stones that are playing, you know, like good Rolling Stones from like the seventies, you know, you, you see lights on there, you hear laugh, you hear like clacking of pool balls, you know what I mean? Okay. You guys are standing in front of the door right now you, and you see a guy, he's standing outside. He has like a leather vest on. He has no shirt underneath the vest. He has like some tighter blue jeans, some engineer boots. Has a wallet chain. He has like long, greasy blonde hair. Kind of has like a, he looks like he's maybe 20, 21. He's trying to grow like a little bottom part of a goatee, but he's not having that much luck. And you see, uh, you guys are walking up, you see him turning around, like putting out a cigarette. And you see on the back, it says prospect, you know, on the bottom. It says, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hammerhead MC on the top. Doesn't have the middle patch at all. You see him turning around. And he's like smoking a cigarette again. He sees you guys walking up and he just kind of looks at you. He's like, can I help you too or something? I don't think he can help me with anything. We're just coming here to talk to some of the hammerheads. Oh, okay. Can I? Uh, who are you here to talk to? I gotta ask. I gotta make sure. Who's the asshole that I pissed off the night before? Bugs. Uh, bugs Dupati. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for bugs. Can I get your name? John. John. All right. <laughs> and your name? And you like, kind of points to you, William. William. William, all right, cool, cool. And he's like, give me a second here. And he opens the door, and you see him kind of, he's talking to someone. You see another guy come out, kind of looks similar, but he has like a plaid shirt underneath his vest, his prospect, you know, kind of has like a shorter hair and everything. And he just kind of stands out there. And about like like three or four minutes, you're just like sitting there, god damn. Then eventually you see the door opens up, and you see Bugs come walking out. He's uh wearing an OD green, old school Vietnam long sleeve, you know, top. Yeah. Uh, has, has his uh, black vest over it has some jeans that the top is tucked into uh, he has some combat boots on underneath has his long ass hair his beard that pretty much starts from the bottom of the eyes i told you like it's one of those beards when you see people talk you can, can't even see the lips you see like you know the mustache moving everything like that he has his mirror sunglasses on with a, a green bandana you know like like kind of just like yeah. around the forehead not over the top and he has a cigarette in his mouth I haven't what? seen a pair of OD green fatigues in like 30 years. It looks like you really. He's like, you got history with this shit too? Yeah, I was out there in, in Vietnam near the border of Laos and Cambodia. What the fuck were you doing out there? Some secret squirrel shit? Something like that. Get the fuck out of here. Your little thin blue blooded ass was out there in the fucking Nam too. Yeah, we were baptizing them gooks in freedom. He's like, get the fuck out. He's like, that's what I'm talking about. He's like, what what branch were you in? I was in the Air Force. Yeah, uh, I, I won't blame that on you too much. At least you did your part. He's yeah. like, I was the core here myself, you know. And he seems like he rubs his beat his uh belt buckle and it has like the you know the globe and anchor and all that. Yeah, I didn't envy you guys. Yeah, I fucking saw the shit you guys were coming out of. I don't envy myself anymore either, but who gives a shit, right? That's all in the past, and we got our own fucking demons to deal with now. A whole new slew of demons, if you know what I, I mean. I thought being in the Air Force, I was going to get to stay within the wire. They dragged my ass out there quite a few times. Yeah. Well, look what we got dragged into here. He's like, well, let's not get the fuck out of here and talk in front of these fucking losers. And he kind of just looks at these two. <laughs> and they're saying that looking at like, ooh, stars, you know. Like, you want to come on in? Yeah, we do. And yeah, he's yeah. like, come on in. He opens the door. He kind of just gives William the up and down with the suit on. He just kind of shakes his head a little bit as they <laughs> walk in. You guys walk in and you just hear like, there's at least like 30 people in here. You know, you hear guys like, oh, you know, 
smacking chicks on the ass. You know what I mean? You see people like mm-hmm. drinking beers and shit like that. He kind of makes his way up. Uh, you see him walking through. He's kind of pushing to the side and you see him go to a door. He opens the door. He's like, come on down here. This is where I, where we like to do our talking. If you know what I mean? And he starts walking down these crickety wooden steps. You guys are following? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to follow him. As you come down there, there's like a, you know, just like two card tables, old belty card tables. You know what I mean? Chairs all over the place. And it's just, uh, you know, he turns on a light and he sits down. He's like, Grab the seat if you want. He takes one of the card table or the, you know, the folding metal chair, spins it around, sits there, mm-hmm. leans against it. What I'm the gonna, fuck? Uh, oh, go grab ahead. one, spin it around, and lean up against it. All right. So, the fuck can I help you two with? We've come to you with a business proposition, in a way, I suppose. Go figure. Guy in a goddamn suit, want to make a deal. <laughs> what can I help you with? What do you expect from venture? Uh, well, uh, you don't seem to be, you lot don't seem to be particularly happy about the Scourge being in town. Well, it scares the shit out of me, and when the boss ain't happy, I ain't happy, if you know what I mean. So, my boss isn't too happy with that. So, and, uh, and, uh, comes down the power, comes down the ranks, and I'm not happy with it either. What would you say if you could one-up the Scourge? What do you mean, one up that bitch? We're well, saying we could help you find some of the K teeth before Jackie Brown does. Man, I would keep your fucking mouth shut before you say anything else right now, man. Certain ears heard you say that right now. You might be fucking exiting stage left of this building real fucking quick. Our well, official are you doing stand, what we're supposed to do? We're not, motherfucker. We are the Hammerhead MC. We are fucking sheriffs and deputies. All we, all our job is to make sure people follow the rules. We don't fucking take people and kill people, fucking scrounge people up because they don't meet a fucking certain goddamn description. You, and he points to Jonathan, I think would have learned that lesson a good fucking 30, 40 years ago, you would say. That shit doesn't end up fucking too well, does it? We start rounding up people because they don't fucking think like us, and look what happens. I'm not going to say if it's good or bad or not, but if she's already on the hunt. Let her be on the hunt. I'm going to tell you right now, boss man ain't too fucking happy with that shit. When boss man isn't fucking happy, he gets very, very uh, stubborn, to say the least. So what is your guys' stance on the uh, K-Tiefs in the city, then? See no evil, fucking hear no evil. It's not our goddamn job to fucking worry about that shit. But I tell you what, man, our boss man has a real fucking issue when people start talking about people not fitting a certain standard, people not fitting within certain social circles. Look at us, motherfuckers. You, you, you think you're going to go to my boss and say, hey, hunt down people who aren't like us? How do you think he's going to take that shit? Correct me if I'm wrong, though, but if, if we ran into them, then we would be just as liable for for that as as being the KTIFs themselves, or at least that's the impression I got from her last night. Yeah, from her. Has anyone else given you that impression in this town? Nope. Exactly. Think about that. Give that long, hard thought. I haven't heard anyone from my fucking clan tell me, oh, you see someone, go fucking tell them. Have you guys heard? I mean, you think about that. You, you put that into perspective right now, guys. I haven't heard anything official. Did you fucking see that shit last night? Did Mr. Brentwood himself seem like he was all fucking super official about that shit? Mm. They staked that motherfucker up. That was super official. I don't know if any, I don't know what the happened behind closed doors, but I can tell you what, it didn't seem like some people were too happy with that shit happening. From what it sounds like for my boss, man, when him and those fucking primogen went behind that closed door, some words were exchanged and they weren't exactly pleasantries. 
What about an alternative view? We give you the location of the SCADIF and you make sure the scourge doesn't find them, make them disappear, make them go to another city, anything. Make her seem inept, incompetent, and frankly useless. Now that's some more to your liking. liking. Well, that's something that I think would be more to the liking of the boss man, if you want to talk to him. All right, look to Chase. What do you think? I think it sounds like opportunity. Here's the thing. I'll set up a meeting between you two. I got to hunt him down. Obviously, he's been busy. Uh, we'll see what he has to say. And uh, do you got a way I can contact you guys? Give him my number. You know what, though? Hold on a second. He's like, puts the number back to you that you wrote down on a piece of paper. He kind of flicks it a little bit, <laughs> blows it to you. You know, uh, my child is with you guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. How's he doing? Uh, well, he's doing pretty well. He's been acting pretty strange lately. What, what are you talking about? Strange is a relative term when Kaido's concerned. <laughs> Isn't it when any of us are concerned? No, nothing too extreme, but he does seem to favor more, uh, less revealing clothing lately. Wait, 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 wait. Do you think I need to have a talk with him? Um, I don't know. That's up to you. Here's the thing. When, when I'm ready, uh, when I get that meeting step, I'll call him and have him let you guys know, okay? Sure. Outstanding. All right. Sounds good. All That's, right, man. I feel like he just ran me out to a teacher or something. He shows you guys back up to upstairs. You guys go back upstairs. All right. Scene is on you guys. It's about one in the morning on everyone. Okay. I'll I'll call up uh, Chase and say, like, yeah, I, I've managed to track down uh, the woman you wanted. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. I give him like the number and the address I got. I got from my. You got uh, her address and shit too. I am impressed. Color me impressed. <laughs> well, when you tell people you you're looking for money, people tend to move that process along. Did you scam her? No, I just told people I was looking for her for money. Doesn't mean I actually am. All right. <laughs> what about that other issue? Oh yeah, the the message. Yeah, I never did. And what was the manner in which that he, he <laughs> responded to you when you handed the information to him? I didn't hang around to play 20 questions with the guy. I just dropped it off and left. You just dropped it off to him? You didn't wait for him to open it? Hell no. I do. It's your business, not mine. Oh, my God. All right. Well, if you, want, if you wanted me to talk to the guy, you should mention that next time. Don't just tell me to drop off the message. I drop off, you tell me what to do, I do it. I'm looking at my phone. Is he, like, called the burner phone or anything? Not yet. All right. Oh, fucking hell. All right. I guess we'll just marinate on this one for a little bit. All right. I'm going to call Kratow up. Hey, yep. Yeah, I spoke with the reporter. He uh, seemed a bit jealous that you were dropping me off, but that's besides the point. Leave me out of your relationship problems. I don't have relationship <laughs> problems. The problem's with him. You got the wrong idea. But anyway, he's looking into it. Uh, I told him to look into all of them. I didn't omit your name because otherwise, I mean, they would look a bit suspicious. But All right. Well, he'll probably just turn up that you died in the early 90s, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know your story. On that died. Time. Okay, yeah. Thank you for the heads up. I just <laughs> avoided it completely. I'll let you know if I turn anything up. Likewise. I guess I'm in a taxi heading home. While you're in the taxi, you get a call from Star. Yeah, yeah. She's basically saying you want to meet up at the at that the Medusa place again and uh, have a talk with what I was able to find out. Sure. Um, just let me. I need. I'm 
in the middle of something. I need to go home and get changed, and I'll meet you there in, say, an hour. All right, that sounds good. Cool. You know, you're going to have your friend with you again? Uh, I'll come alone. Go and go and put on something a bit All right. more elegant. What are you doing, uh, Chase and William? You're heading back to the Medusa, I take it? Yeah, I'll go hang out and have a few drinks at my club. Okay. I'll go and check my email. You're going to check it on your phone while you're driving there? Still yeah. no email from him yet. Katal, you're heading over back to the Medusa? Yeah, I guess, because I got nothing else to do. All right. So you guys all start heading back there. It's around 2, 2.30, so the club has like started to close down. You walk in. It's No one's really in there, but you don't really see the bartender there at the moment either. Everyone give me perception, alertness, roll, difficulty, eight. I botch. Okay, I got a success. All right, one success from William. And I'm going to burn a willpower point, considering this is my freaking place. Oh, dude, Katal <laughs> botched too. And, okay, so both Jonathan Bye, and William success. William and Jonathan, you both noticed, like, oddly quiet, and you see that the where the male bathroom is, there's, like, a mop bucket with the mop there, and it has the door, like, the door propped open, like someone might have been trying to mop in there or get a mop in there. And you see that over there, but and you see look like someone may have been cleaning over there. All right, I'm gonna go check out the men's latrine. Are you going with them, William? Yeah, uh, like uh, where are you guys, man? That's a good question. And as the as you go and push open the door, you see Carla, your ghoul. She's laying on the floor, looks severely beaten up. Her face is extremely black and blue. You see that her her clothing was. Uh, ripped her shirt and and her and her pants like she's undressed from the waist down. Uh, you see she's crying on the floor there, and uh, you see uh, written on her forehead in black marker, like one of those thick black markers that says "I know" on her forehead. And she's just sitting there bawling, curled up. Who did this to you? She's just like, she's even having a hard time. She's pretty friggin' hysterical and at the moment. I'm gonna dominate her. Okay. Yeah, as you pull... Uh, okay, which power do you use? I'm going to um, use Mesmerizing Maybe. to uh, get her to calm down and tell me what happened, step by step. While he's doing that, I'll check if she's okay, and I'll call on the other two. Okay, so what do you need to roll? It's um, Manipulation and Leadership. Difficulties right. are Willpower. It's permanent. Uh, so six... And then I have the enchanting voice. So difficulty so, four. Yeah. Do I get any bonuses because she's fed off of my blood at all? No. I only get bonuses for conditioning, I think. Okay. So four power. One, two, three successes. All right. And uh, what, oh, I mean, it's difficulty four, right? So it's yeah. four successes. So she pretty much, I mean, it's not like she's combative towards you. Obviously, yeah. she's kind of in mental shock, but she basically tells you that a group of guys came in while she was cleaning the bathroom and just pretty much, she doesn't know. She thinks there may be like five or six of them, not to get too descriptive, obviously, due to the delicate nature of the, the situation, uh, but got beat up and, and got uh, raped. And, and she doesn't recognize mm-hmm. any of them or remember what they look like? I mean, she she said that they were, you know, that they weren't trying to cover their appearance, but that no one she recognized. Do we have surveillance equipment in the or cameras and stuff in the place? Yeah, I yeah, imagine I so, that. right? Yeah. So I'm gonna go. Re- well, I'll have her clean herself up. Let's pause real quick while you talk to her. So William goes and tells Katow and Ophelia. You guys hear that? He what? Go ahead and play out the scene. I don't like guys. It's bad. Like someone, someone. Uh, uh, came here and hurt Jonathan's bartender. 
That's oh my god. Good. Is she okay? Not good at uh, all. I have no idea. He's there with her. I just thought you guys should know. You know. I'm gonna so, take my- Star and say maybe she shouldn't. No, no, no. We just. Oh, maybe I can do that. Yeah. So you're gonna text Star and tell her to to hold off or what? I'll just say, look, something's something's come up. Can we meet later or maybe tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. She said, yeah, of course. Just let me know whenever, okay? Okay, sorry. No, no worries. And so you're you see Jonathan just kind of what would you say Jonathan's demeanor's like while he just walks out there? Oh, he's pissed. Somebody just shit in his Fruit Loops. Yeah, he walked out. He left her there actually. She's still uh, in the condition that you found her, William. So you three are left with her while John then just storms out. Um, I'll just instantly rush to his side and kind of cradle yeah. her. And I'll call 911. What? No, you're not. Oh. You're not calling 911. Well, not uh, yet, but, you know, I'm like, we should we get her to a hospital? No, we she doesn't need a hospital. She's fine. No, she's, she's not. not fine. She's not, man. She could die. I'll freaking... Put some of my blood in in a, a whiskey glass along with some Jack Daniels and take it to her. Here, have a have a drink. This will help guys, you calm your nerves. You're kind of putting together what Jonathan's done with her, you know. So, do you see her? She sees you see when she sees the glass, like her demeanor changes in the fact that's like she grabs it before he even fully extends his hands out. She's sitting there trying to, you know, She's like licking inside the glass and everything like that too, trying to get every last amount that she can get out. You guys are standing there and you see this odd, the fact that you see the bruising on her face starts to heal a little bit, but not, you know what I mean? Like not yeah. where she's like perfectly new, but it swells down noseably, but there's still bruises all over the place. It's obvious. It looks like she probably got in a fight and she just kind of like is looking at you three with wide eyes after she does that. Like she's obviously riding the wave of some kind of high, you know, and, I'll look at uh, Jonathan and I'll be like, you may have cured her physical scars, but what about the mental scars, Jonathan? All right. I'm going to go over to her and I will use the forgetful mind. Okay. With and subterfuge difficulty six. Difficulty four? Yeah. Five successes. You can change, may reconstruct entire periods of subject life. I'm going to so, completely erase her memory of the assault. I'm not cool uh, with this happening. And just, you know, have her clean up. And she slipped and fell and hit her face on the on the ground while she was mopping in the men's latrine. Did you even find out who did this yet? What they look I, like? I can I work on that? She she doesn't know, but I got security tapes to, to review. Yeah, I could tell Ophelia, you see, like, you guys are blown away what he just did. William, you're obviously not, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you guys are like, holy shit, you saw what he just did. He's like talking to her and he's like, you heard it over the phone when he did it, Brendan? Yeah, you never saw it in person. And now you're seeing it in person. You're just kind of like, holy shit. Oh, Ophelia, is- Ophelia was, there. was there, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Ophelia was there. So, yeah, so Katal, you were there. So you're just kind of like, holy shit, this is fucking crazy what he just did, you know? Just imagine what his reaction if you pop if he saw your feral eyes or whatever, you know, like, so just kind of blew your mind right there. Ophelia obviously doesn't feel comfortable with this shit. You guys all notice, but I'm like, there you go. You feel better now? <laughs> no, not I'm just at all. Gonna look away from him. I'm just, I'll, I'll tell her. I don't want to know. It's better that way. She I'm leaving. Remember. And you had a great evening too. How about that? Now do you feel better? She got a tip. I'm going to put, Put twenty dollars in her pocket. I'm leaving. I'm walking out the front door. I'm gone. 
you have issues, man. You you're given. That's dude. No. So what? Jonathan walks off. And he goes and looks at the camera footage. Uh, before we do that, so Ophelia, obviously you see Ophelia storm off, William and Katow. You guys both kind of feel somewhat uh, uh, uncomfortable with the situation. You don't have the ease of uh, pretty much being a what's – the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I must say disengaged, but that's not the right word. Distant. Like, uh, distant. Yeah, that's what Jonathan is. He's distant. To him, it's like, okay, I'll fix it. It's fixed. You know what I mean? Like – what are you guys all emotional about? You know, because he's basically on the very lower end of humanity. You know what I mean? So yep. to him, imagine, a, you know, in, in a way, humanity four is almost like a guy who's been in prison for 20 years. Right. Like, <laughs> like to him, seeing someone get stabbed in the neck over to him, someone getting stabbed in the neck over taking someone's run of noodles or looking at someone in the eyes for too long or what they consider disrespect is just normal behavior like if you were to tell him like why did you stab that guy for you know calling you a bitch you know in the throat well because he disrespected me that's what i had to do it's like it's a cause and you know cause and effect effect. and so that's how a guy with humanity four would handle it now i think jonathan had three plus humanity like he did starting you know what i mean it would have been like oh shit good role playing what are you katal william doing after ophelia took off and left the medusa we like you know get the bartender like uh, look for like some kind of change of clothes or something like you know help cover herself up and like stuff like that and just be like they don't yeah. get her home. Yeah, she gets up and just kind of grabs stuff. Like she has her pants still and everything. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. she just kind of and and she has like a an extra t-shirt or whatever she left there. She just goes off in the ladies' bathroom and you guys don't see her. You know while she's going there doing whatever she's doing and you guys are kind of left on your own. And I turn to like William and be like. Okay, this is getting out of hand. Yeah, this is crazy. I, maybe it's not even Roman, but who could it be? I, the Scourge, maybe? That's the Scourge, maybe? I... Well, that does sound like a lunatic's uh, uh, MO, but that'd this be is crazy. A... Well, that'd be crazy, and we're talking about a Malkavian, right? Yeah, but, <sighs> but, but if it just said it was a group of people, why would they... Why... Why would they do that? Why here? I know, man. But, you know, uh, maybe they'll go after our dog next, or who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to them if they do that. Jonathan, you're looking at the security tape. You see a group of, like, a five Caucasian males, like to be in their 20s. A couple have blonde hair, a few have darker hair. And you see one guy turns and looks directly at the camera, smiles, and, like, does a tip of his, like, a little mini salute and walks out with the group while they walk out the door all blatant like he doesn't care. Hmm. I'm going to call up Detective Burroughs. Phone comes up. Hello? Hey, Detective Burroughs. This is uh, Agent Paul Halen. Yeah, how, how, how can I help you? Um, I need you to run some, some facial pictures against your guys' records to see if um, I can locate the... Um, identity of some perpetrators for what those murders it might be loosely related i'm probably just barking up a dead tree here but um yeah, I, i'd I mean, rather be wrong than than complacent can you have agent beaches drop them off to me uh she's on a leave of absence at the moment <laughs> but uh i can do that yeah sure uh what do you want to drop them off i mean i'm uh i'm like asleep right now you kind of oh. woke me up my apologies. I'll drop them off at your office tomorrow morning. Or tomorrow evening. Tomorrow late, <laughs> early evening. 
Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, I guess we could do that. So. All right. Thank you very much, sir. All right. Good night. And he just kind Good of mumbles and hangs up. You notice he's oddly nice to you because he's like half asleep still. You know. <laughs> I'm gonna print out the the faces of at least that one individual, whoever's faces I can get, and I'm gonna re- keep the the recording so that what's her name doesn't run across it by accident. As you wa- uh, are doing that and walk out the office, you see Katow and William are kind of just lounging about, and you guys see Carla walking out. Uh, like she's like has her jacket on over her shirt and she just kind of, uh, I, 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 I'll see you guys tomorrow. I hope to, uh, you guys have a good night. She just kind of walks out the front hey, door. Carla, I need you to do something. I know yeah. this is a fairly good neighborhood that this place is in, but I think we should probably have some security on duty. I can look into it tomorrow. Uh, John, I can do that. Yeah. Get us a bouncer and maybe, you know, maybe two bouncers. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. She turns around, and you guys see as she walks towards Jonathan, and then she, like, gives him a hug. And she's just like, you have a good night. And you you get this weird, like, vibe from her. Like, it's almost, like, out of character for someone who carries herself like that and everything. And you Mm -hmm. see you're almost uncomfortable when she, like, comes away from her jacket's open and her shirt's still torn. You know what I'm saying? And then she kind of, like, zips up her jacket and, like, turns around and walks out almost, like, in a somewhat of a phase a little bit. Days, excuse me, not phase. As a days, and she walks out the door. Are you? Did you leave, or did you just go outside, Ophelia? I left. Um, I actually was gonna call Star and say, "Hey, look, I can't meet up after all." I was just so pissed off. With all right. Uh, so you, you're you're hitting up Star, saying you can meet her tonight. Still, is that what you're saying? Yeah. I'll say sorry. Right. Something happened. Um, I don't know what's what's she up to. Can I go to meet her at her place? Yeah, yeah, you can come back to my... She gives you the address of the apartment. All right. I'll get All a taxi. Right. All right, cool, cool. You start heading over there. Just play out Katow, Jonathan, and William right now as you guys are st- three standing there after she left. I'll just excuse myself. and I'm sorry, I need to make a call. You think maybe they might go after Ophelia next? Because I know they can't really... No one's going to go after anything of mine. I have nothing. But Ophelia has something. All right, so we'll go. To, we'll go to William first. You're going outside to make a call, William. Who are you calling? Uh, I'm calling my ghoul, Brian. You hear an answer. The phone answers, and you hear like casino noise in the background. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, hey. How's it going? How's it going, William? Hey, Brian. I need to talk to you. It's urgent. Uh, uh I'm at the res right now at the casino, man. I'm really on fire right now, man. I'm feeling good, man, right now. Can, Come can, on, can we have talk a drink tomorrow? with me. It's important. It's about the safety of you and your family. Uh, you know, I've been working like you told me like to work. Oh right? no, no, like, no, not like oh, that. Right. Oh, okay. that sort of person. No, no, no. It's quite different. I, I, I really do need to tell you this in person, though. So. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can be there like in a, uh, an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would, sure. Where do you want me to go? Uh, I'll, I'll have him go to my place. All right. I'll, I'll meet you there, sir. Next, Katal. What are you doing? I'll probably like uh, drive around, like do a, do a quick thing, like do a quick drive around Ophelia's uh, uh, restaurant and just like look around, and, like so, like make sure nothing's out of place, then go back to my place, like always making sure, like looking over my shoulder, making sure yeah, no yeah. one's following me. Yeah, you don't find anything around there, but good thinking out, dude. Way to be a good teammate, man. Yeah, you go back to your haven and. You're, you're chill to go. Felia, you head over to Stars. You know, she stays in the Hawthorne Towers. 
or no, Ellsworth Towers, excuse me, like Ramona did. Same thing we've already described the layout before. She kind of, like, you see the doorman lets you in, and you go up yeah. to the elevator, and she answers her door. She's like, she's uh, just wearing, you know, uh, some casual shorts and, you know, like a tank top and everything like that. She's like, come on in. You, you open yes. up, you know, you see very nice top-of-the-line stuff. Uh, she comes and sits on the couch. She motions at a chair that's across from the couch. I'll go sit on the chair. All right. <laughs> so, so good, good. Um, I have someone who is willing to talk to you about Max and how he goes about getting children for those type of individuals. There's a couple stipulations, though, to be honest with you. One, the only reason this is happening is because he was a victim of Max's services that Max has provided. But Max isn't aware of that. And two, he, he's in the business himself. So okay. here's, here's where it's going to come down to. He said he'll do it uh, to help you out, but he says he's going to need something if he's going to put himself at risk like this. What does he, what does he want? He wants a couple grand. All right. Uh, I'll see what I can come up with. When, when does he want to meet up? He says once you have the money, you let me know, and I, and I can you know, we can broker somewhere to meet up. And uh, uh, I told him it might be more people than just you, since I know you have your friend who's trying to figure this out too. And he says he doesn't mind. He doesn't mind if I feel that the environment and the people are gonna be right for him. If, if that if that makes sense, he's really worried about his safety. I can't stress Ophelia how Max is not someone to, to mess around with. There's a reason why Max has the reputation and power that he has. Uh, okay. He almost has the monop- monopolization almost, as I'm sure you said you saw at the get together there. Yeah. Oh, I can get the money together tonight. Maybe we could meet tomorrow. Yeah, we can meet tomorrow. You just let me know uh, where you need me to, uh, where you want to meet at. And you want I will to be there that. too? Oh, he wants me there too, yes. Sure, to yeah, I was going to suggest that. So, okay, so uh, we'll do that. You know how to contact me and let me know, okay? I will. I will. You know, what are you doing for the rest of the night? I have a couple of drinks. You, you want to have a drink? Uh, Sure. And are you trying to, like, romantically get involved with her or what? I mean, she's a cool girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I won't you... go too far, but I'm going to – I'll be kind of flutey. Okay, so and... you're not going to you're not gonna cross the line. You're just going to nah, kind of nah, try nah, to nah. build the relationship there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonathan, back to you. Your burner rings. I'm going to answer it. I'm assuming this is the burner for the czar. All right, I'm going to answer the phone in a Russian accent. So you want to speak to me? Uh, that I do. What, what, what's going on? What's going on? I would think that it's pretty obvious at this point. You had a working relationship with uh, Ramona Ortiz, and I'd like to continue that working relationship with you. You hear a deep breath in line. I don't know who this lady is that you got pictures of right here. Oh, you don't? No idea. No idea. Why don't we meet in person, and I can show you some more pictures. Where do you want to meet at? I'm going to meet him up near Brandon Riker's place. Can you you want to do that tonight or do you want to do it tomorrow night? Let's do that. Let's do this now. All right. I'll be there in about 40 minutes. On the corner, you said? Yeah, on the corner. That's fine. I will bring some copies of the photos that Ramona Ortiz had of him. Yeah. And just so you know, the reason why he didn't recognize Ramona is because she never actually blackmailed him. She just had that as an insurance policy kind of stuff. You know what I mean? She ever needed to blackmail someone or whatever. So you roll up to this corner. You see him standing there. He's wearing like a uh, kind of like a a windbreaker 
has jeans on. He looks uh, to be about 40 years old, has kind of like a Marine Corps type, high and tight with gray hair, looks to be somewhat athletic, has some tennis shoes on. You see him just kind of looking around as he's leaning against the lamppost. And he sees you. I take it you're walking up towards the lamppost? Yeah, I'm going to walk up towards him. All right, you're walking up towards him, and he's standing there. He's like, so what's this all about? Are you still talking to the corn, corny Russian accent and everything? It's not corny. <laughs> okay. Can... I'm going to hand him uh, another manila envelope with some some pictures of him do, having some unsavory things done to him. You see him looking at you see his eyes like just like shoot open and he like like shoves the pictures down there and he looks at you and you can kind of see like he's starting to blush. What what okay. He just he's he's stammering for words. You see he can't he's trying to collect his thoughts, but you definitely kinda of shocked him by seeing those pictures. So let me explain the situation you're in. Ramona Ortiz had gathered all of this information on you. And now she's dead. That fucking slut. She should be fucking dead. Which is which is good for you, but it's really good for me. You see, if anyone were to find out the relationship she she had with you in regards to this information, it would be even worse that they found out that she had died because she was blackmailing you. You can just take a deep breath. So what, let's just cut to the chase. What do you want? I want information. You don't have enough money for me to blackmail you, but you have access to information that would be extremely useful to me. What, what information do you want? Well, you're lead narcotics officer here in the city. That means you're going to have more information on drug trade here in the city. Isn't that true? Of course. Well, that's what I want. I want to know who's who in the city and who's selling what and how they're getting it from where they're getting it from. Now I don't expect you to have all these information, all this information, but there's, I'm sure lots of information that you have that you can't act on because you don't have the proper legal authority, the proper legal authority to act on it yourself, but you still have the information nonetheless. So you want me to teach you and tutor you? Is that what you're saying? Something like that. And you kind of like, well, I'm not going to do it out here right now. Oh, no, no. We're, we, we'll, we'll continue this relationship at another time. I just wanted to introduce myself to you. So <laughs> when, are, when, is, uh, when does that, and he kind of nods towards the, the pictures in his hand, when does this go away? Oh, it's already going away, and it's going to remain away as long as you're useful to me. So you're saying I can't dig myself out of this hole. Is that what you're saying? You're not in a hole. I like you. You know what those pictures tell me about you? Tells me that you're a person that's not getting what they want at home. But you're going to go out and get it anyway. You're a go-getter. And I like that about you. (laughs) See, Ramona would want to have taken stuff from you. I don't want to take anything from you. I want to give you things. What I'm asking is when is this done being held over my head? You know that's that's what's going on here. It's fine. I'm an adult. I can understand that. But when do I satisfy what you're required of me? When do we call let, it done? I'll let you know. When you've given me enough information, I will make sure all of this is destroyed. In the meantime, you don't need to worry about anybody else getting this information because I like you and I'm going to take care of you. You see him nod. Well, are you going to call me then? Yes, I will. All right. Then he just turns around and walks off. You have a good evening. Take care of that wife of yours. 
and he just seems to spit on the ground and he keeps walking. All right, so we cut to William. William, you're sitting there at your apartment. You hear uh, the buzzer for someone trying to be let in downstairs. Yeah, I'll I'll let him in. All right, they they you wait about five minutes and then you hear a knock on your door. Yeah, I'll open the door. You see uh, David there. He's all blush, his ties all loose. He smells like bo and cigarette smoke and <laughs> a little bit like booze. You see him, he's got this wild look on his eyes. And from dealing with degenerates, you could pretty much tell he was probably on a wind streak. Mm-hmm. And he comes inside. He's like, what can I do for you, boss, man? David, come on in. Come on in. Can I, can I, get, can I get a drink? And he motions towards your like decorative bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, okay, I'll flip him some of my blood because he probably has been fed like in a month or something. Yeah, yeah, like a month, yeah. As you see there, he takes a sip and he leans back in your nice, comfortable... Italian leather made furniture just soaks him in and you see him like his eyes roll back in his head a little bit. You sit there patiently, wait for 20 minutes as you see like his hands shake a little bit. He's just kind of, you know, right now you're kind of still amazed because this is like only the second time you've seen it, but you just kind of see he's like, God damn, man, this shit. And then you see eventually he opens his eyes. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what can I do for you? He puts the glass down on on the the table. Do you love your family, David? The wife busts my balls and the kids fucking... But yeah, I mean, I I do love them in my own way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's been a lot of violence in this city lately. It's been quite crazy, in my opinion. Really? I haven't really... I don't really even read the papers too much, to be honest with you. Well, it is. And, well, people like me and you, now, we have enemies. Enemies? So- really? What kind of enemies? Well, you know, people who think they're better than us, uh, rivals, companies, that sort of thing. Well, they might start going after people you know, people you love. So, I'm here to tell you that you should get a weapon. You seem like, um, okay. Uh, you know what? Here, I I have a gun here. Keep it. I don't need it. He looks at he holds the gun. He's like, yeah. Um, you see, he's like, uh, he just kind of like puts it in his belt there a little bit, and he like untucks his shirt and he kind of just like puts it over. Uh, yeah, sure. Are you okay? Is anyone trying to like threatening you? Is there anything I can do to help? No, no. I I only wanted to apologize to you for yesterday. I was quite agitated. Now you do. Well, I was wrong. I was wrong. Obviously, or you wouldn't have done anything like that to me. <laughs> uh well i'm sure uh things are going to be better next month uh yeah yeah i'm on a, i'm on a, i mean if you saw me tonight you'd see how lady luck is with me so i mean that means that we're gonna have to do better next month right mm-hmm. <laughs> do be careful I, I i'm always careful man <laughs> but are you okay oh i'm fine and you're like, in your head, you're like, this is odd. Feeling like someone, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But you kind of get a power trip off it, though. But you're like, wow. Like, he's acting more, you know what I mean, ass-kissy than he was before. You know, kind of thing. Uh, that's actually everything I wanted to talk to you about. But And I'll answer your email tomorrow when I kind of sobered up a little bit, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Cool, cool. And you see him, like, he pulls out a little vial of cocaine. And he's like, there's a little cure. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's just so I don't get pulled over when I drive home. And... Hello, folks. 
Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.